You're listening to the best of Morning Drive with Dietrich and White, an on-demand audio presentation of redpeachsports.com and ESPN977.com. Now here's today's show. Good morning, North Louisiana. What up? How goes it? Aaron and Jake here hanging out in the Caldwell Banker Group One Realty Studio in West Monroe. John Tabor doing an exceptional job on the board back at the Sports Talk 97.7 headquarters in Ruston. If you're on the roads, of course, uh, be safe. We look forward to always catching up with ULM head coach Keith Richard. He joins us for his weekly visit on the Stuart Shelby State Farm Hotline. How you doing this morning, Coach? I'm doing good, Aaron. Coach, I know you got so many different things on, on your plate, and now I'm sure one of them, uh, just travel arrangements, uh, getting down to uh, San Marcos. Uh, how are you guys faring, or when are you all leaving for Texas State? Well, we're loading up right now, actually. And, uh, you know, we've been watching the weather closely. Uh, and uh, I think we're going to be fine. It's, it's going to be cold, you know. But, yeah. uh, the uh, you know, there's not any – I think the roads, especially on the interstate, uh, are fine. You know, it's just it's going to be in the teens uh, early, you know, most of the morning here. But uh, uh, I think we'll be fine. Before we get to your big road trip at Texas State and then to UT Arlington, I gotta we gotta reflect just on the trip to the Cajuns and as we discussed you have last to. week. You have yeah, to. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, you knew you were gonna have your hands full against uh, the Cajuns. I mean, I was kind of hoping you'd just blow right by that, but go ahead. <laughs> All right, let's just gloss over it then. Uh, I, I guess they lived up to the hype. Well, this is uh, this is their best team, uh, in my opinion. That uh, they that Bob's had there in the last eight years, and uh, I know since I've been in the league, and that's a, that's how long Bob's been in the league. This is his best team, and they they've done it in the non-conference. Uh, they've done it in the first five games in conference play. We knew that going in, and a very very good team. He had some transfers sitting out, Aaron, and. Uh, Along with two all conference players returning, the trans they hit on the transfers and really good team, uh, athletic, strong, athletic, uh, you know, deep, uh, just just really good. You know, I mean that's I mean they're fifteen and three now, I believe, and uh, and so we knew that going in and uh, had a good plan and uh, we start the game off and uh, they missed their first eleven shots. And our defense is right. We got it. We, you know, we're right on it, uh, on, on what we need to do. And, but we didn't take advantage of the opportunity that they gave us. Uh, we had eight turnovers in the first, I don't know, 10, 12 minutes. I mean, we had a, we had a real chance to break out to a lead. And when you play a good team, uh, a really good team, you know, you gotta you gotta hit on those opportunities and really put the pressure on them, and and we didn't. And uh, you know, it was three to nothing for the longest. It should have been ten, twelve, nothing. Uh, you know, and, and and maybe could have rocked them back on their heels. Uh, but we really shot ourselves in the foot with uh, with these turnovers, and you know, they caught their breath midway through the first half and. You know, next thing you know, you look up, and, and now we're struggling to score. And, and uh, you know, we're down double figures at halftime. And, uh, you know, very, very disappointing that uh, we didn't capitalize on that moment. And you got to do that against good teams, especially on the road, especially them playing them there 
where they've been, uh, you know, uh, un, uh, undefeated there this year. And so uh, we didn't do it, tried to regroup at halftime, and it didn't get any better in the second half. And they came out on fire, you know, making a bunch of shots, and, and you know, next thing you know, it got away from us. And uh, so, you know, not the – obviously not the result we wanted, not 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 the game we wanted, uh and, uh, you know, we've just had to, you know, kind of own it, what happened, and uh, uh, regroup this week and, uh, and and turn around and get ready for this road trip. Sam McDaniel in the losing effort did hit a game-high 19 points. Offensively, and he's putting together a solid season, how has his game evolved since last year? He's really shot the ball better, and that's been the difference from one year to the next. Uh, I've said this before, he, he, he's put a lot of time in in the offseason and working on his shooting. He did not shoot the ball from the three-point line very well last year. As it turned out, I think he started you know, pretty good early in the season, gave everybody hope, and, and his percentages at the end of the season were not very good at all. But he really worked on it over the summer, yeah, really worked on it. And it's shown this year he's been our most consistent uh, three-point shooter, uh, his percentages from the three-point line are outstanding right now. And, you know, as you mentioned, uh, you know, him individually, offensively, he's putting together a nice season so far for himself. And uh, uh, so, you know, really, really, really proud of kind of where he's at right now. Going back to my old stomping grounds in San Marcos to take on uh, Texas State. That's right. So Bobcats have put together a nice little run, uh, won uh, five in a row. Uh, what have they been doing that's been so successful for them? Well, it's kind of interesting because uh, they they replaced nine guys from last year, nine players. And early in non-conference, you know, they were kind of back and forth in their season and had some good games, had some bad games. and And then as they got into conference play, they've really been a more – solid team, maybe maybe more so than anybody in the league. I, I don't necessarily mean the best team, uh, talent-wise, that type thing, but they've been really, really solid. They got their defense straightened out from earlier in the year. Uh, on offense, they don't beat themselves. They don't turn it over. They're getting to the free-throw line more than their opponents. They're scoring inside the three-point line at a good percentage. They're not a great three-point shooting team. But they've hit big threes in close games at the right time. And so what they've been able to kind of do with this uh, this new group is be real solid and play close games. And they've been on the winning side of five of them. All six games in the league play that they played have all been two, three, five, six points, uh, one point type thing. And, and, and they've won five of them. And, you know, when you – when you replace that many guys, uh, that's kind of what you hope happens a little bit as a, as a coach, I believe, uh, in particular in Coach Casper's uh, situation, and that, you know, you can be a solid team playing a bunch of close games, and hopefully, you know, you win uh, more than you lose type thing. And, and for their part, they've done an outstanding job of just that, keeping the games close, not beating themselves, uh, you know, getting to the last, two minutes, minute in the game with the game in balance and uh, and 
see if they can go ahead and win them, and they have. They've, they've won two of the of their five wins have been buzzer beater, and so uh, all that has developed some confidence for them, uh, which which as you know is you know a big thing in sports, especially in basketball. Confidence, you know, through winning and, and that type thing, and so we're playing a team that is at home, is playing confidently, confidently because they've won some close games and. And, you know, we've got to find a way to, to win a game here somewhere along the way, Thursday night, and, you know, hopefully that can be it. To kind of swing the, the pendulum back to us with confidence. We're reeling a little bit uh, confidence-wise uh, from the home loss last Saturday, which we led the entire game and lost and then went down to Lafayette and got beat up pretty good. And, and so, you know, we need a confidence builder. And so two teams kind of – on the opposite sides of, of the line here and, you know, going to battle it out here Thursday night. Coach, as we talk about this team, continue to try to find its identity. That blueprint, how much of that is establishing some sort of inside presence with this team? It's been a big issue for us, Aaron, uh, and the whole year. You know, it's been an issue to, uh, to try to develop some kind of consistency inside that three-point line. And, you know, you score inside the three-point line in a – you can score inside the three-point line in a variety of ways. Uh, you can – you know, you have a post-up game. You have a mid-range game. You have – maybe uh, you get a lot of easy buckets on the fast break. Maybe you have a driving team that gets fouled a lot. You know, all that is with inside the, the three-point line. And we have struggled really all year so far to – find something of what I just said, some, you know, being able to do one of those things uh, well. And I think it's really hindering us from uh, doing better. And, and I use Texas State as the example, you know. Uh, as I just said, they, they do get to the free throw line. They have a post present. That's kind of their, their deal inside the three-point line. And it's allowed them to be really solid and – you know, be in every game. We've got to find a way to establish something in there. And and we continue to work on it in practice, and, and hopefully we can kind of find our way inside that three-point line somehow, and we can, you know, find our way real soon because we, we need it real bad. ULM head coach Keith Richard joins us for his weekly visit. All right, coach, two oddball questions. Uh, first of all, we all watched the end of that Saints-Vikings game, a real – cut uh you know kick to the gut a kick to the groin is there one or two games from your playing or coaching career that just lingers that still just keeps you up at night well i mean the most recent one you know the lafayette game (laughs) i had uh, last year here at home when they hit a you know a half court shot at the buzzer to beat us uh i just re-watched that game before we played them last week I watched the games, uh, you know, obviously uh, this year to scout them, uh, their team, their games this year. But I went back and watched that game because I knew we had led in a lot of that game and I wanted to see what we had done and that type of thing. So I ended up watching the whole thing and and just felt, you know, just, just dropped to my knees like you wouldn't believe, you know, again. <laughs> and so that, that was a heartbreaker right there. Mm. 
uh, finally, your your buddy uh, John Brady doing some uh, color work down with uh, LSU broadcast. Does that surprise you a little bit? Well, I knew he wanted to do it uh, last year. He wanted to do it last year, and and and, and uh, he did, they didn't they didn't do it with him, and yeah. and so he tried again this year and and was able to uh, get on board. And uh, you know, I'm kind of happy for John in in this respect. Uh, as he left coaching and uh, and and moved back down to, he actually bought a place in New Orleans and and uh, you know, basing out of there. He didn't know what he wanted to do, you know, uh, or where his next chapter was, what route it was going to go when he's been coaching for so long, you know. And and so I think he's kind of found a little niche, and, and, and I think he's happy doing it. And uh, he's, you know, obviously glad to be back around LSU and that type thing. And, and uh, But uh, I'm just happy for him that he's kind of found a little something that, that uh, that he likes doing, and uh, uh, because uh, you know I've seen this so many times, and it'll happen to me one day, you know, and and where you you do something for so long, and then you get out of it, you're out of it, and what do you do next, you know, type thing, and and uh, so real happy for him that uh, he's been able to kind of find find that and and, and really enjoy doing. Coach, safe travels on the road. Uh, good luck picking up two wins against Texas State and UT Arlington. ULM fans are anxious to see you guys back at home next week versus Troy. Appreciate the time. Okay, Aaron. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. Keith Richard, ULM's head coach. Yeah, I was kind of looking up some stats while you are talking to him, and ULM actually leading the league in three-point field goal percentage, um, but also um, last in the league in, in three-point field goal percentage defense. So live and die by the three. Mm. That was a tough game down in uh, Lafayette, a season-low one, uh, 48 points yeah. against the Cajuns. This uh, ULL squad is pretty good. Yeah, they're not too bad. Uh, Five-game win streak right now. I just don't know how you take four transfers in and then figure out a way to make that work. I mean, it's kind of like what Calipari does, you know. I mean, he gets a new squad every year. Um, you know, Coach K knows what he's doing at Duke. Uh yeah, so I mean, it's it's. I think it's much easier to do it uh, in basketball with a with a great head coach. Eight 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 nine nine three seven seven six two. Come back after this. We gonna play a little game next. Yeah, let's play it. All right, that's coming. One up word. Now. Oh, one word. We play one word after the break. Whatever car you're looking for, whatever the price, for how many doors. Cars, trucks, and SUVs, the king of the road, car king. We treat you like royalty, we earn your trust and loyalty. You'll be wearing the crown and you'll start to sing, the king of the road, the king of the road, car king. If you or a loved one have been injured or a victim of medical malpractice, you need to go Guerrero. I'm Lauren Guerrero, and my father is Jeff Guerrero. He has helped thousands of people who have been injured in auto accidents, offshore accidents, drug recalls, and victims of medical negligence. So if you or a loved one have been injured through no fault of your own, do what thousands of injured clients have already done. 
Go Guerrero. Call 24 hours a day at 325-4306 or come by the office at 2200 Forsyth Avenue in Monroe. Peace of mind goes a long way when you have the number one rated gun safe, a Liberty gun safe from McKinney Honda. Here's Richie McKinney. We now have over 100 gun safes in stock in 20 different models that range from 12 to 64 gun capacity. They're all fireproof, USA made, and have a lifetime warranty. And prices start at just $399. 12 months, same as cash financing, and delivery is available. For when the unexpected happens, McKinney's has you covered with a Liberty Gun Safe, your outdoor superstore, Rustin. Growth, efficiency, professionalism, qualified staff. It's what all healthcare facilities are aspiring for, and that is what we do. Legacy Rehabilitation, offering physical, occupational, and speech therapy solutions for a wide variety of healthcare facilities, including acute care hospitals, inpatient rehab, long term care facilities, and outpatient therapy clinics. Whether you have staffing, management, or consulting needs, Legacy is awaiting your call. Call 318 255 5980 for more information or visit legacyrehab.net. Legacy Rehabilitation. Sports Talk is on the air on the morning drive. This hour is sponsored by Car King and Monroe. Welcome back to the show. Aaron and Jake here hanging out in the Caldwell Banker Group One Realty Studio in West Monroe. The Coldwell. The Coldwell. I like that. Yeah, so let's play this new game. It's real simple. We're going to reflect on the 2017 football season. We're going to look at our five, the five teams, Saints, LSU, Louisiana Tech, ULM, and Grambling. And I want you to give me one word to describe the season. And then, of course, you'll elaborate on what you mean by that Ooh, one word. One word. Yeah. All right. I, you I ready? get the premise of the game. I think I can handle it. All right. Uh, let's start with Grambling. Give All me right. your one word. Champions. Champions. Of course, referring to? Swag Championship. Mm-hmm. And came close to another uh, mm-hmm. you know, title yeah. there at the end. Uh a lot closer than I think most people give them credit for. Yeah. Um, for me, I said inspiring because, again, Fobbs is building something over mm-hmm. there, building something incredible. And I realize they're going to lose a lot of their big time skill players, mm-hmm. you know, after this year. But uh, you got to love the way that that program is heading. So I just said inspiring, even though you know they they came they they fell short in the bowl game. Still an incredible year for Grambling. Yeah, I uh, had a, listed a couple with these, and that's the other one where it came up with the Grambling season, just fives. And I don't think we can really you know, say it enough, the job that he has done with this program mm-hmm. and how quickly he has turned it around and the success that they're having on the field and what that now has meant off the field. And just there's a different aura around this program. Right? You know, there's a confidence level about it, and now, you know, when he took over, we heard different things about what he was going to do to this program, and he's going to bring the Grambling family back together. And he's done an incredible job uh, of doing that. And then what that meant is off the field, it, obviously it's meant people pouring more money into this program and the things that we've seen done at Robinson Stadium now with the scoreboard in the field. It just feels better. It does, and it's paying off. It's paying off because people are buying into your program. They're going to games. There's a you said it. There's a real excitement around Grambling right now. Uh, the other one I came up with uh, for Grambling in the one word game. What part of one word do you, did you not understand? No, no. I just said Bob's. I said champions. That is one. That's word. two words. No, but one word. You know. Just my messing. third part would be sequel. 
coming into the year where you're like, what could they do for an encore yeah. and what would they look like? And I think the sequel, it didn't have the impact that the original one did last year winning a SWAC championship and a black college national championship. But this sequel was still pretty darn good. Yeah, I like that. That was, that was good. That should have been your... Uh, well, I always save the best for the last. Oh, I see. So. I see. Okay. So I came up with three you came one, up with three word, one words. One words because the three that were strong, and you came up with one. Well, I, well the game's In called one game. word. Yes. I thought you know we should yes. just come up with one word, but uh, whatever. It's your world, Aaron Dietrich. Okay. I'm just All living right. in it. Uh, ULM, give us one of your five words. <laughs> Potential. Potential. Yeah, I went similar. I went promising. Yeah, you look at this season and you and you. There are a lot of positives to take away from this. I mean, there's you think about the injuries on defense. We talked about that at length this season, and, and it definitely showed on the field. The statistics uh, certainly uh, showed as well because of the yardage and the points that they gave up. But the offense was something to watch, and it was entertaining. And I, and I think, you know, it's it, you know too many people focus on wins and losses and and the actual numbers of it. But for me, I think you have to look at the whole season as a whole, and I think you have to really take it in and say, where is this projecting? Is, is, is it trending up? Is it trending down? And for me, I look at this ULM season and I say, you know what, it's, it's getting better. It's trending up. I, I think the, the future is bright with Matt Viator leading the way. There weren't many of them, but the fans that did go out to the home games this year, I think they were uh, thoroughly entertained, and they got their money's worth, and they saw a brand of football, especially – offensively and on special teams that now that they can get behind. Defensively, they had all kinds of issues, obviously. Sure. And, and they're going to have to work through some of those, and getting a lot of people healthy and getting some depth will help their cause. But uh, potential, I think, for this team, and the major talking point going into last year for ULM is just the strength of schedule and the, the, you know, the brutal games that they'd have to face, the money games. Schedule now will get a little bit easier for ULM. Quint says, word for ULM fans is disengaged. Mm. Pretty good. Yeah. Uh, second uh, word for ULM. <laughs> You're I me. also went with promising, and I also went with just hope. Like, there's a lot of hope now with this team. Yeah. There, There is something. I think the, the story of the year, though, was the it became about the crowd. Mm. Remember? I mean, we started talking about that more than anything, and we started talking about promotion and, and how they could improve that. I just remember that being a weekly conversation. Mm -hmm. uh, so I think the disengaged word is a good one from Quint, you know, because cause you look at the fan base and they just weren't coming to the games. And, and even though, you know, we talked about how this team was, was, was doing well, you remember after the ULL win, you know, they come back home, and I just remember there was a lot of momentum with the, with the university, and, and, you know, still just wasn't exactly – the turnout that we were anticipating next year will be a huge year with promotions and of course what they're going to do to market this football team and we'll see if they get it started early on and that is a key they got to get off to a fast start or show some success early on to get this fan base kind of fired up and behind them. start promoting evans yeah well, you know come out and see this kid play he's exciting surprising is one of the words i used this weekend when they found out that uh uh, defensive back at J.J. Dallas was uh, making himself eligible for the NFL draft. <laughs> Say what? Say what? I think the kid uh, played the first four or five games, then had a, a, an injury or two, and then didn't see the field again. But anybody that watched that ULM defense and then said, hey, there's an NFL prospect on that field. Yeah. Watch, watch him get drafted. Something <laughs> like that happen. All right, Aaron. Louisiana Tech, what you got? 
this is a tough one. It is tough. Just the way that it ended. Almost felt uh, unfulfilled. That's a good one. But it's it's kind of tough after you see the way they performed in the bowl game. I'll say this, Aaron. My word was chaotic mm. just because you never knew what to expect in the games. I remember, you know, we picked Louisiana Tech games every week, and that was always the toughest one yeah. because how many games did they lose by one possession? Four. Four was it? I think it was four. I think it was four. And it was, and all of those games could have went either way. I mean, you think back to the Southern Miss game. That in itself was chaotic. Yeah. Uh, the UAB game. You know, so chaotic was the word I had to use to, to describe losing a tech season. And that's not. Roller coaster, one word. Uh, you can put a dash, I guess. <laughs> four P, you put a dash there. Four P, yeah. Yeah, you could say. And, and I think that's. It was so big for them to get that bowl win. A lot of people say bowl wins, what, are, what do they mean? I think it gives you momentum. I think it gives your fan base something to, to hang on to because we've got so many months without football that the last the last image you saw of Louisiana Tech was a straight-up beatdown in that bowl game. So, you know, I, I think that's 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 a big, um, a big plus. Now, if you want to look at the season as a whole, I think there's a lot that was left out there. Still a young team. You could you could you, you could maybe use the word rebuild. Yeah. You know that's maybe that's one of your seven words. It's weird. I, I wrote down four words actually, and it starts <laughs> with uh, the first word I put disappointing, and I think a lot of Louisiana Tech fans are disappointed. Still disappointed. And then the last of the four was joy, because then you look at just those faces faces and the reaction following that SMU game on the field. I mean, it was literally pure joy by the players and the coaches the way that that. And you were out. there, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think it was such a weird, weird really could be the the word. It was such a weird, strange season. Weird, I time. like that. Yeah. See, there's one of your five words. Yeah. Okay. Well, All right, as we move forward to uh, LSU, I can only imagine what you're going to say. The one word to describe the season: erratic. Oh, erratic. I mean, that, it has to be erratic just because there were a lot of high points or a lot of low points. Uh, you think about there was one of the lowest of lows in the program history, losing to Troy. Um, and at that point, you know, you think about you think about that Monday when we came in here, and it was it was doom and gloom. It was like this is this is the end of. And, and it's funny because that's what a lot of columnists are writing today: is it's the end of the dark, it's it's the return of the dark ages, and that's kind of what our song and dance was that Monday after that game and to see them turn it around and and you know they beat florida a florida team that really wasn't that good but still anytime you win the swamp that's that's impressive uh to win it in the fashion that they did i, th I thought that was a, a really good win and then to beat auburn who went on to beat alabama and georgia um it, you know that that was a signature win that was a, a top 10 win uh in the last decade no doubt you know think about the way they rallied so a lot of highs, a lot of lows, and then you think about the way it ended with Notre Dame. That just that was erratic. Uh, Tyler sent this one in. I think when we were discussing the Louisiana Tech, but I think it could also uh, be used for LSU. Befuddled. Yeah, and you know I, I mentioned about ULM how I don't really look at wins and losses. I look at what direction the program's heading in. I don't know what direction LSU's heading in. Mm. That's the problem, and that's why I said erratic because it's. After one game, you're thinking, man, you know what? This might work with, with Orgeron. Dave Aranda's got that defense locked down. They seem to have figured things out offensively. 
And then after another game, you know, the Notre Dame game, you're going, why did he do this, this, and this? And what happened to Canada? And where is the offense going after this? So it's just, it seems like you get more questions than answers after every game. And so that's why I say erratic. Thank you, Clint, helping me out here. Uh, Unstable. Yeah. Nice. I uh, and I already used roller coaster once, but uh, LSU season roller coaster ride. Just the, the ride that they took us on, the highs and the lows, and then ultimately ending with that game in the bowl game versus Notre Dame. Ugh. Some would say you could use the word expected. Really, I, I think it's anything but expected. Nobody, well, expected, nobody expected them to lose to Troy. Well, expected because that's what you get when you hire Ed Orgeron as your full-time not, head coach. Not a Troy loss. No one in their right mind would have said, yeah, they're going to lose to Troy this year just because Orgeron's that bad of a coach. Nobody, nobody said that. Finally, Saints. Improbable. Oh. Improbable. You know, that's that's the word that I used to describe the play that ultimately beat the Saints. Yeah. Stephon Diggs, it was improbable. Uh, you know, if you take a snapshot, it looks like there's no way he's going to score on that play. You know, as Stephon Diggs is up in the air trying to catch the ball, you're like, there's no way he scores. Um, and I say improbable because just think back to the after the, the, the Patriots lost. They're 0-2. They've, the defense looks worse than it has ever been before, and we're talking about a franchise that has had the worst defense of all time mm-hmm. in, in NFL history. And so <laughs> to, to think back to that and then think about the improvements that it made, it, it seems like it was written in a book. It doesn't seem like it was reality, and so that's why I call this season improbable. Uh, refreshing. That's a good one. Uh, and it almost became uh, the Saints were once again uh, the team that, especially in this state, where every Sunday you would be, you know, it, it was an event. Everybody wanted to watch this team again and, of course, to see how they would win week in and week out. Yeah, and it's, you know, it's ref- it was refreshing to see Drew Brees get rewarded with this type of season again. You know, for the longest time he had been the guy carrying around these players that don't even look like professional players, right? I mean, especially on the defensive side, you're like, how do these guys have jobs? And it was, you know, it was it was hard watching Drew Brees carry that sinking ship. And then now he had now yeah, they're statistically kind of, completion wise, he sets a record. But you look in what he did at uh, the touchdown passes, what 23, 24 on the year. It wasn't like it was a, a banner right. year. And that's what I was kind of getting to. In a lot of ways, they started carrying him this year, especially that rushing attack. And so that's what was cool. That's what was refreshing is to see Drew Brees get that help that you always wanted him to get. Yeah, and coming out three consecutive seven and nine seasons, I think another word would be surprise with them starting 0-2. I don't think many figured that they would ultimately end up winning the division and coming within uh, four seconds of winning and getting into the NFC Championship game. Saint, uh, Quint makes the argument that the Saints were unfulfilled. Which you could you could probably make that argument just because they looked like a Super Bowl team, um, and you know ultimately they had that taken away from them. See another, that, another word that I described the Saints this year just fun. Yeah, uh, it was fun to watch Kamara. It was certainly fun to watch uh, the guys in you know Lattimore and Williams and what they did on in the defensive side of the ball. They were fun to watch. It was fun to watch Sean Payton's antics too. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Steve offered another one for LSU. Drifting. Yeah. Like a snowbank. Yeah, sure. 888-993-7762. Five words. <laughs> How'd you like the new game? Five words. If we only did one word, 
how long segment the segment was like three minutes. Man. I'm just messing. I like the way you did it. All right. So I had the better ones. Thank you. See, you no, I didn't say that. You conceded the victory. I didn't. No, I didn't say that. I said, you know, I like that you added a couple more uh, to extend the segment. Thank you for that. Mm. 888-993-7762. The Morning Drive is back after this. If your business depends on technology, then you can depend on NetTech. We offer remote desktop and service management, cloud-based document access, email services, IP phone services, fiber internet, and data security products. With locations in Monroe and in Ruston, our friendly technicians and help desk staff are ready to solve all your IT problems. Let NetTech be your IT department. Visit nettech.net or call 866-668-0001 today. Whatever car you're looking for, whatever the price, for how many doors, cars, trucks, and SUVs, the king of the road car king. We treat you like royalty, we earn your trust and loyalty. You'll be wearing the crown and you'll start to sing, the king of the road, the king of the road car king. Don't get blindsided by health care costs. Call Vantage Health Plan today. We've teamed up with a network of local providers in order to provide better health care to our area. Vantage crushes the competition with affordable plans. Find out more information on how to join our winning team. Call Vantage Health Plan today at 1-888-823-1910 or go online to VantageHealthPlan.com. another cup of coffee and keep tuned to the morning drive this hour is sponsored by car king and monroe on second and goal from the three saints trailing 17 7 fighting their way back two to the right one to the left camara the running back to the right of breeze who ducks up from underneath center and resets camara behind it he puts hill in motion to his left Play action. Throw over the middle. Easy touchdown. Michael Thomas in the end zone on a three-yard strike. His second of the second half. Look at nice. that. No nice. Deuce. They cut his mic off. No. Nice. Deuce, <laughs> Deuce knows when to talk and when the not to talk. The producer shut his mic off. Well played. Deuce McAllister, the Tony Romo of he radio. He was over there like, what's going on here? I'm talking. Nothing's coming out. <laughs> Why don't I hear anything on my headphones? Tim Henderson's just sitting there with a cord in his hand. <laughs> He's unplugged. <laughs> oh, brother. All right. Uh, got a couple more clips from uh, the Saints in the season-ending uh, press conference. Ultimately, people are going to look back, and this is the question. Was this year a success for this franchise? Yes. Yes, it was a big success. Uh, to see finally see some growth on defense, to see some great play on defense, that, that alone was a success. But to, to see that you're – now your your uh, drafting strategy is working, I mean, incredibly, and you know just to think about uh, the steal of the draft. I mean, Kamara's the best steal of the draft that they've had since um, you know Marcus Colston. So if you play the lottery uh, every week and you continue to play, and then one time you win a a thousand dollars, does that make it a huge success? Do you see where I'm going like this? 
with Loomis, he gets to play the lottery every single year, and he kept scratching the tickets, and he kept busting every single year. And then ultimately this year, he scratches one off, and he hits $1,000. Or some would say even 10000 the fact you get Lattimore and Kamara, Kamara. and Ramchek. Come on. Yeah. Give him a little. Marcus Williams. That's what I'm saying. He hit, he hit the the jackpot. He hit the lottery. This it year. wasn't just it wasn't just a lucky pick. It was several picks. That's and the great. years before that. Do we have to go back through the draft classes? Listen, and I get it. Whiff. I get it. But uh, yeah, they figured things out the last two years. The NFL is so tough to win a world championship. So tough just to get to the Super Bowl. You look at what this team did. You know, when they're marking the boxes and they started this year. You know, we're not going seven and nine again. Ultimate goal to win a Super Bowl, but one of those goals before that to win a divisional championship, and they were able to do that in the toughest division. Yes, um, although how satisfying was it to win it after a loss? But they still did it. So almost symbolic of the season. Now that you look back at it, yeah, kind of, yeah. I still look at it as as a great season. I mean, I know there were a lot of uh, disappointments, but overall, man, come on. This is where uh, Drew Brees, you want to talk about walking the tightrope. So he's asked, was this year a success? Before you even hear this, uh, Jake, uh, how do you think he responded? And if you were asked that question, you, you want to say, yes, it was a success, but ultimately we didn't finish and we didn't get our ultimate goal. That You just said it. That's exactly what I expect from him, and that's how I would phrase it if I was a professional athlete. All right, here's the professional athlete. Here's the Hall of Famer, Drew Brees. I mean, what's the objective? The objective is to win, right? Um, I think we accomplished some things this year as a team that were were great, that were back on track to where we want to be. I think we probably exceeded expectations, you know, based upon the last three years. I think that we we showed... uh, you know, we showed some resolve. We showed some resiliency. We showed some poise, especially early on. I think the way that we all grew together, I think, showed that, um, you know, we have great chemistry um, with the guys we have. And and um, I certainly feel like I have that relationship with a lot of guys, especially the guys on offense that, you know, I have to work with. So, um I, I think we have a lot to be proud of from this year. Um, and, you know, the sting of that loss is still pretty fresh for us all. And I know that we would all say, you know, we thought we'd still be playing right now, you know. But um, I think we, as we look back at the season and reflect, I think we have a lot to be proud of. Response that you would expect from Drew Brees. Yeah, it is. And I'm just. I was just thinking about that play again. Yeah. As he was talking about it, I was just like, man, how? What do you think it was like to wake up uh, Monday morning if you're Drew Brees? You're, you're hoping it was a dream. You're, Nightmare. You're, you're hoping it was. But, you know, you just got to – I'm sure they felt sorry for themselves. They probably – probably in that interview, they're probably still in that state where they're feeling sorry for themselves. But it's just one of those things where you had no other choice but to, to move on. And then there's this misconception with a lot of Saints fans. So they go 11-5. They win a divisional crown this year. So ultimately, it should be easy next year. I mean, they're looking at a 12-4, and 13-3 year, a uh, first-round bye. Uh, <laughs> they should be in the NFC Championship game for sure next year. It's never easy. It's never never that way in the NFL. And that is exactly what uh, Sean Payton said yesterday, that the future is not guaranteed in the National Football League. We'll see. 
we'll see. There's nothing promised. You know, I think that, like I said, we got to, we've got to, a lot to do in this offseason. We've got a lot of work to do and a lot of, uh, a lot of areas we've got to um, address. So I think I would just say we'll see. You know, there's nothing promised. And uh, I thought our, the thing I was most proud of this year, I thought our guys did a good job of handling some of the injuries and a lot of different guys playing, you know, that weren't initially maybe getting those reps in training camp and coaching staff, I think, did an outstanding job getting those guys ready to go. Steve says exceeding your expectations doesn't mean success, Ringo. Doesn't it? Isn't sports all about expectations? Then why don't you, you can set your expectations low at the beginning of the yeah, year? Yeah, but if you're a real fan, you, want, you, you follow your team closely and you set a realistic bar. You try to set a realistic bar. Most fans will set unrealistic bars. You never really – I don't think too many fans sit there and say, well, you know, um, we have a pretty good team, but I'll be happy if we get six wins this year. You know what I mean? Like, if you have a good team, you're going to set the, the bar where you have where, – where, you know, it's, it's expected to see. And then to, for them to win and, and go to the playoffs and play at Minnesota, and they should have won that game. And for them to rebound from the first two losses of the year – what were the expectations after the first two losses? Everyone said, burn it down. Burn it down. I think uh, John Tabor's quote was. I don't remember what it was. Uh, John, was it a dumpster fire or start over or uh, I don't want to misquote up. you. Blow, Blow it, up. it up. That's there what it was. Go. Blow it up. So, and, and Quint says, so if the Browns won five games, that's a success. Yes. <laughs> yes. Five, five games is better than none. <laughs> like winning the Super Bowl for them. Yeah, I I just think that the, it's uh it's all about progression. It's all about progression. Sports is expectations of progression for me. Um, so we might have you know different um, views of this, but I, I I don't see how you can look at the Saints season and call it anything but a success. Hey, one thing that jogged my memory. Uh, I was going to give this stat uh, earlier in the week about uh, Brady, and we mentioned the Browns. How about this stat? Uh, Tom Brady. Now, 26-9 and nine in the postseason. Now, you're saying, what does that have to do with the Browns? The Browns, in their last 120 regular season games, they are 26-94. and 94. Why you got to pick on the Browns, man? Is that amazing? That is amazing. What? That's not shocking. I think I saw that earlier this week. But, yeah, that's, uh, that's well, what I'm you sure expect. I didn't come up with the stat. Oh, I, I know that. <laughs> This is the show where we rip other people's stats yes. off. I like not attributing anybody. Yeah, yeah. Everybody else does That's it, so true. why can't we? Let's do just it? jump on. Yeah. Uh, hey, all right. One final thing. In the press conferences yesterday, there was a lot of stuff to take away from it. Uh, Thomas Morstead, we talked to Saul Graves about the injury that he suffered making that tackle, and it's weird that we'd be talking about a punter that much. But you know, we we run into Morstead uh, once a year. He comes up here, does some charity work with St. Francis. He's done it for now six years. He's been on the show every single year. You kind of learn a little bit about the guy, what he's about. To him to play through that game and then for him to be one of the first guys out of the locker room to be on the special on the, the special teams for the, the extra point, I think that just kind of shows what kind of individual he is. Yeah, and punters are people too, man. Yeah. <laughs> I know it's weird for us to talk about punters. Yeah. Let's hear a little bit from uh, Morstead on the injury and then – the other side story, Minnesota fans took notice of what uh, Morstead did. In fact, 
some of them actually sent checks to uh, Thomas Morstead's foundation, which I thought was pretty cool. Morstead then turns it around, sends uh, that money back to Minneapolis to help uh, children in need. So well done. Here's a little bit about Thomas Morstead on his injury and how it played out in the end against the Vikings. Uh, it was painful. It wasn't difficult. It was uh, pretty simple in my mind. This is either going to be a really good or a really bad punt. Either way, it's going to hurt like hell. And so uh, might as well try and make it as good as I could. Um, once, the, um, once the local shot they gave me set in, uh, you know, about in the third quarter, I felt fine. I say I felt fine. It was painful, but it was, um, you know, manageable. I was not laboring, breathing, uh, you know, in the first. My voice is raspy because I was kind of like a dying dog, just like, eh, eh. you know, I couldn't, I just couldn't, um, I could not comfortably breathe. And, uh, you know, it just gives me a tremendous amount of respect for guys that I know have dealt with this. Uh, you know, Kamara, I know, had a, a deal and Teddy Ginn Jr. had a deal at some point and, and how these guys can play with that uh, if they felt like I felt I just I don't know how they do it and just got a tremendous amount of respect for those guys. Was the what, what was torn it? cartilage on your right side? Or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You must have said it right before I watched that. What, yeah. what, what did you end up having? Just said torn cartilage. My ego was shot a little bit when they said my ribs weren't broken. I said, damn, that, that would have sounded cooler. Um, but uh, they, 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 Doc was like, hey, don't worry. It hurts just as bad. You know, doesn't sound as cool. But um, yeah. Uh, Morstead on his uh, injury. Uh, forget trying to punt the ball during the game. Heck, he was laboring during that interview. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> I was, that was hard to listen to. Uh, Jeff Duncan, I do attribute things. Uh, he just uh, tweeted out literally uh, two minutes ago. Donations have exceeded 8,260 as of Wednesday morning for Thomas Morstead's uh, earned respect uh, for his uh, charity. Very nice. Very nice. Steve says, my expectation is to walk to the mailbox today. <laughs> but that won't make me successful, will it, Ringo? Listen, expectations for your own personal life are usually uh, less than what you have expectations for your team. Are they not for most people? I expect uh, Jake Martin over here to hit it out in the ballpark in the next segment in the parting shots. We'll see if he uh, delivers or not. And also I expect him to give us a complete rundown on the high school basketball schedule with uh, Mother Nature uh, playing uh, havoc with it. I expect to form a sentence, so I think I'll be successful. <laughs> The money drivers up comes up break. <laughs> There's your full sentence. <laughs> I tried to have a good tease and you threw me off. Though. That's right. We're back after this. Whatever car you're looking for, whatever the price for how many doors, cars, trucks, and SUVs, the king of the road, car king. We treat you like royalty. We earn your trust and loyalty. You'll be wearing the crown and you'll start to sing. The king of the road, the king of the road, car king. If you or a loved one have been injured or a victim of medical malpractice, you need to go Guerrero. I'm Lauren Guerrero and my father is Jeff Guerrero. He has helped thousands of people who have been injured in auto accidents, offshore accidents, drug recalls, and victims of medical negligence. So if you or a loved one have been injured through no fault of your own, do what thousands of injured clients have already done. 
Go Guerrero. Call 24 hours a day at 325-4306 or come by the office at 2200 Forsyth Avenue in Monroe. When things come out of left field, having a game plan can help make a difference. Farmers Insurance has been providing practical insurance knowledge for more than 89 years. Talk to an experienced farmers insurance agent today and find out about insurance options so you can get the coverage you want. We know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. Find simple, practical insurance knowledge at Farmers.com. That's Farmers.com. We are Farmers. Athletes are always being put to the test. It's how they know they're strong and tough enough, or if there's room to be better. Well, the same goes for car batteries. That's why AutoZone offers free battery testing. If your car is having trouble starting, just stop in and get your battery tested on the spot for free. Whether it's just a loose cable or time for a new battery, you won't have to buy a part you don't need. Stop in today and put your battery to the test. Get in the zone. AutoZone. Good morning. Here's latest weather conditions for our area. Sunny skies with warmer temperatures in the forecast for today with a high of 32 degrees. Clear skies with a hard freeze on tonight, a low 15. Plenty of sunshine in the forecast for tomorrow with a high of 43 degrees. Good morning, Louisiana. This is the Morning Drive. This hour is sponsored by Car King in Monroe. All right, Jake. Uh, Tell me what's going on with the high school basketball schedule. Wausau Pearson wants me to play tomorrow. Oh, they are. Okay. Yeah. Last I checked. And I do, you know, I don't expect Wausau and Carroll to play tonight. I didn't follow up on that, I'll admit. Good work. Yeah, because, well, well, I'm bailing. I'm not going to be here anyway. So it doesn't involve you. It doesn't involve your work schedule. So it's not on your radar. Well, I didn't say that. But, you know, I, I, I dropped the ball there. Well, why don't you give us an update, Aaron? I haven't had a chance to work on that yet. By uh, tomorrow, I will have I it. I see. No, maybe by tonight at 6 o'clock, I will have it. Oh, good this is going to really uh, put a wrench in the schedule a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I remember uh, working when I worked at a daily newspaper, I hated bad weather. Mm. Uh, it's a little bit better when you work at a weekly. Steve says, that's an analogy, Ringo. Ultimate success would have been to win. That's what Drew was saying, wasn't it? Didn't he also say that you can't classify it as a failure because they didn't win it all? Yes, the ultimate end goal was to win a world title, but you can't call it a failure. It was a successful year. Man, you and Steve going back. We're and going forth back and forth. Morning, we are. It's a new year. I, I thought this was gonna be, we're gonna turn over a new leaf. I like uh, what FS from Farmerville says. He says it's not about the expectations, guys. It's about the process. <laughs> Nick Saban. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. For I would argue, for fans, it's expectations. For for teams, it's about progression. It leads us to our party shot. I started when we didn't have computers, we didn't have cell phones, we didn't have any of that garbage. You do what everybody else in the media does: just creates and throw it on the wall and see what sticks. I have something to ask, just like this. Let's do it. Where'd that come from? I never said that. Nobody in this building ever said that. So where'd you come up with that? Just, you know, had a dream about it or what? But see, it's real easy when you're not in the business, when you've never played the game, when you don't understand truly what the game is. And that, to me, that's chicken. 
Right on cue. Two guys that believe in the process, Nick Saban and Bruce Perry. Perfect. I expect at some point to cut some new uh, parting shots, Buffers. I'm, I'm tired of you saying that. <laughs> you, I always hear I'm expecting this, I'm expecting that. And it will be considered a huge success once I get it accomplished, too. <laughs> <laughs> at this point, it will. Yes. <laughs> Anything new would be... Uh, and I'm going to have a new commercial done at some point, too. Oh, don't start with me. <laughs> and you're going to pay off bets? Yeah, all of those in the new year. Oh, God. I'm, I, if you pay off your bets by the end of 2018, I'll be proud of you. I all did right. pay off one of them. I lost uh, fantasy football, and I owed uh, the boss a six-pack, and I did pay that off last week. So, there you go. Nice. Uh, somebody's getting That something. was a nice start. Yeah. All right, my parting shot is just basketball, um, professionally and, and, and collegiate in the state. You know this is your last parting shot for the week, so you need to finish strong. So oh. you're going to go down the NBA route. Okay, so uh, collegiately, it's been a rough year for basketball. LSU surprised. Can't we say that every year in the state <laughs> of Louisiana? Usually Tech has a good year, man. You know, Tech's usually having a, a good year. Yeah. Um, so it's just kind of crazy to see. Um, we had a, a buzzer beater at Grambling on Monday night. It was a little success. Storm in the court. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, but you have spurts here and there. I mean, LSU beat Texas A&M on a Tremont Waters three-pointer, but that doesn't make the, you know, the, the season as a whole right now. I, it's it's it exceeded expectations, yes. There we go again. <laughs> there we go again, right? Uh, it's exceeded. Ex- How can you say this year's exceeded expectations Dude, overall? Dude, the bar was low at LSU. They were picked last. The bar was pretty high at uh, you know Louisiana Tech. I meant LSU. Okay. I said LSU's exceeded expectations uh, so far, but it's still they're still two and three in conference. So when well, you set the bar literally at three feet, everybody's going to jump over. Sure, yeah. but they were picked last. Uh-huh. They were picked last, and so. That was kind of what I was getting to is finally it seems like the Pelicans are starting to make waves. Finally, it seems like they're starting to put it together. You know, I, I said a couple of weeks ago that I was starting to worry about them because you, if you look at all the statistics and DeMarcus Cousins, you know, the, the teams that he's involved in, the defense just is abysmal. And you started seeing that more with the Pelicans. The Pelicans went from uh, one of the better defensive teams to one of the worst defensive teams with him. But they figured it out as of late. They're starting to go on a run. They're the sixth seed right now. They pulled off a big win against Boston. So, heck, maybe maybe they're trying to get me into the NBA. And the NBA as a whole right now is doing its its best work, best uh, WWE storyline yeah. work to try to get all of us to pay attention. All right, Millennial, what is this uh, vacation that you guys invented that you'll be partaking on starting tomorrow? I didn't invent it. Uh, it's called a baby moon. Uh, <laughs> so what's a baby moon? It's, it's like uh, it, it's – your last real getaway before the baby comes and you know you're you're no longer just uh free to go <laughs> go terry's shaking his head and experience over here uh yeah have you ever heard of that terry no okay well i'd, I'd never heard of it either until but you were like i'm all in i'm all in if this gives me uh, a trip to new orleans i'm all in to get away sure uh be careful uh driving down there and of course be safe down there yeah yeah, yeah, we'll we'll be safe for sure, and uh, I'm sure you'll have some exciting shows without me. I'm sure the people will, yes. will look forward to that. Uh, sightseeing, anything you want to see while you're down in the Big Easy? Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't Your know. Your trip to New Orleans will probably be a little different when I go in a couple of weeks for Mardi Gras. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we can compare the two, sure. the two trips. We can definitely compare. <laughs>
think the sightseeing will be a little different. <laughs> All right. Uh, Jake won't be here tomorrow morning, but I certainly will. Uh, we'll have a couple things lined up, including Chris Blair, the voice of the LSU Tigers, will join us for his weekly visit at 8 o'clock. We had fun today. I want to thank uh, Keith Richard for joining us for his uh, weekly segment and also Dr. Saul Graves. Terry Waldrop, he looks warm and he looks ready to go. He's got another hot take coming up after the break on The Edge. Thanks for listening to Morning Drive. Thanks for listening to the best of The Morning Drive with Dietrich and White. To listen live every day, tune in at ESPN977.com or subscribe in iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you find podcasts.